I absolutely love what I do every single day. I think I got bit by the agriculture bug. What we're doing is we're putting out a, a very safe, a very healthy product. Consumer input, I think, now is, is really what drives us. Do you know where your food comes from? Welcome to Know Your Food. I'm Larry Williamson, CEO of Agriculture for Life. In this podcast, we go beyond the grocery store to find out how your favorite foods are produced. In this fourth episode, Craig Lester picks up his conversation with Cheryl Normando and Janet Melrose, authors of the recently launched book, The Prairie Gardener's Go-To for Vegetables and The Prairie Gardener's Go-To for Pests and Diseases. In part two of this podcast, Cheryl and Janet talk about why we've seen so many people pick up gardening during the pandemic, how you yourself can catch the happy germ, and why they work with Agriculture for Life. So I started it because of the pandemic, and mm-hmm. I'm sure that there's quite a few other people that have uh, done the exact same thing because they had a little bit of time on their hands. So why have we seen a massive increase in people gardening and wanting to know where their food comes during uh, COVID-19? Ooh. It's basically, um, you know, you've gotten time away from work. A lot of people have not been working for the last few months. Um, and it sort of all came down right right before spring hit or right at spring. And so um, all of the, the garden supplies were in the stores. Everybody was kind of, you know, um, people were stuck at home. Um, there was also sort of initially a bit of a concern with um I think people were a little worried about food shortages and supply chain. Um, so I think it just sort of it was sort of a combination of all of those things. Um, seeds don't cost much, so I think a lot of people were like, "I think I can do this on the seed, and we'll see what happens." Um, so the result was basically see what we can do for ourselves um, instead of relying on the grocery stores and that kind of thing for food. Let's see if we can grow something ourselves. Um, but now the goal is kind of to help all of these new gardeners experience success um, and to sort of gain the passion and the enthusiasm to keep gardening and to keep producing your own, their own food year after year. That's going to be kind of the thing that we're going to have to, you know, sort of encourage and, and sort of um, help people with. Sorry, just losing there. Cheryl, can you repeat that? Well, we're going to have to just sort of keep encouraging people to um, produce their own food year after with this. I'm not thinking of it as a one-off. <laughs> yes. People passionate about this. Yes. To me, it's such a complex thing. Um, food security was one of the first initial things. Absolutely. You know, we the, the gardening became the new toilet paper, right? You know, food is pretty up there on the survival needs, right? Food shelter. Um and safety. So really, the pandemic, I wasn't surprised when all of a sudden the seed stores would just run off their heads. Um, the pandemic has brought home the fact how important food is to us. We're so used to being able to shop the world in our grocery stores. Uh, the pandemic said, hey, you know, our food is not secure. We don't have control over it. We are food insecure in Canada. Um, you know, three days worth of foods crossing the border type stuff. And for years, mm-hmm. I've been saying, don't take your food for granted. So the pandemic has done a number of things. One, it's told us that, no, we need to be 
going back to being resilient and reliant on ourselves. It's told us that because we've been cooking at home, that food is more than just purchasing it from somewhere and cooking it and eating it. It's the whole value of food. So there's that piece. The other piece is controlling something in a world that we can no longer control. Uh, you know, so you can control the fact that you water your garden or not. Um, the other piece of it is mental health. And that's where my work as a horticultural therapy comes into play. Because one of the big cornerstones of gardening with as a therapy is the benefits that you get around being in nature and working the garden so you are improving your mental health just even by working in the soil there's a bacteria in the soil that i call the happy germ that literally triggers endomorphins so we're happier when we're in the garden playing in the soil there's the angle of being in nature which by itself is healing um there's the control piece that's also healing it gives us that uh that yeah. feeling of control and and resilience and being reliant on ourselves we're we're bringing back the pioneer in ourselves um and then there's that part where pride self-esteem I'm growing this. I put that in as a seed, like you said, Craig, from oregano seed. And look, now I'm harvesting it um, and I'm using it in my spaghetti sauce. You know, how great is that? And, and it just makes you feel so good. Um, and like Cheryl says, what our job is, all educators' jobs are, is to make sure that this, this movement is fostered uh, so people don't get frustrated, so they don't forget about it next year. We want everybody to get hooked. Um, my goal is that everybody has access to a garden somehow, whether it's your balcony, Craig, whether it's the community garden, whether it's a urban farm, your backyard, wherever you do it. I think we all need to be gardening. That's me. And I think if there's ever a silver lining in this whole mess of a year, then I think the silver lining is that we're perhaps rediscovering ourselves as Albertans and prairie people. We're resilient. We're strong. We know what the earth is for and how to use it. Well, that's very deep. We, yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we've, a lot. Sorry, sorry, Craig. I was going to say, we've covered a lot of ground here. And uh, yeah. I guess, is there anything that you wanted to add uh, about the book, about getting started or the importance of this to kids to kids oh cheryl go for it um, well, i think we, we we're just um, grateful for the opportunity to talk about edible gardening and to you know about growing your own food and, and trying to get the message across to all ages and all all experiences and sort of just hopefully help people and them and get inspired about doing this yourself. Um, you know, putting um, that seed in the ground and seeing what happens. Um, it's just it's a process that is a learning process and it's sort of a very exciting one. So we're just hoping that we can kind of inspire everyone to get on board. <laughs> yes, yes. Bringing everybody on board. I would say for children, Craig, you know, with all of the work that Ag for Life does with children, I don't think there's a much more important thing that we can do for children um, is to teach them about 
the, the natural world and use gardening as, as the metric, as the means to do so. Um, it covers so much of the ground uh, from spiritual and mental health, for cognitive learning, for active lifestyles, you name it. It teaches sharing and you know, cooperation, mm-hmm. community, like children and adults. Uh, it's... I think it's one of the things that is so important. And I, you know what I validates that is the fact that we did it, that we had that interest. Uh, you know, if we no one told everybody that we should go and garden this year. We just naturally did it. So I think we knew deep down the importance of it. You mentioned there the work with Ag for Life sort of thing. Can you go mm-hmm. into, uh, just a quickly into depth here in regards to uh, the work that you guys do with Ag for Life? For, for not necessarily with your organization or just in general? Just in general, because I know that uh, Larie has talked a little bit about uh, the programs that you guys have done together. Mm-hmm. Um, Cheryl doesn't do as much um, in-person teaching, do you? But you've got that massive Facebook program uh, group that you've got, Cheryl. So why don't you speak to that to start with? Oh, we might have lost Cheryl. So I'll continue until she comes back on. I do an awful lot. Yeah, I lost you, Cheryl. I was going to ask you about, you know, in education, the the Facebook group, Alberta Gardening. Oh, yes. Um, We we started it basically. I started it about four years ago. um, And we had at the start of March, we had 16,000 Albertans that had joined. Right now we're sitting at almost... So just in the last few months, it has absolutely exploded with memberships. And these are these are brand new gardeners. These are extremely experienced gardeners, gardeners who've been doing it for 50 years. Ones that just took it up because of um, the recent events. Um, yeah, it's it's exciting and interesting. And yeah, it's, um, everybody just sort of come together to sort of help each other and yeah, get started with this. It's, it's fabulous. <laughs> yeah. So I would say Cheryl's Forum um, is the gardeners learning from gardeners and, and exchanging yeah. experiences and, and tips and all that kind of stuff. So the informal learning, um, but the need for formal education through workshops, be them online or not, um, it like has exploded as well. Literally all of the workshops that I did online this, this um, spring and early summer, like double, double the, uh, the numbers that me, may or may not have come last year and sometimes triple um and the the curiosity the thirst for knowledge is huge so i think uh in the months ahead the the need for more of that is, yes. is going to be accelerating not decreasing yeah um and and even if we can start meeting back in person shortly or not i think there's Going to what we've all realized is that online programming is a niche that we also need to continue as well as those in-person type of workshops. Um, People are getting their education, their knowledge through so many different avenues these days. Um, It's it's terrific to see that. And I think the, the driving factor people's need and acknowledgement of that need that we continue to involve ourselves in learning as we go 
and let's get the kids going. Let's get the moms and dads going. Let's get the retirees going. And there's a lot of people now who are unemployed, um, either as retirement or not, who are saying, I'm going to do something useful this summer. So I think I see that continuing as well. For sure. Yeah. So, you know, whatever the forum, whether it's Ag for Life or the Calgary Horses Society or the workshops that I do as Calgary's Cottage Gardener, every forum, um, we, we're all offering slightly different perspectives and everybody's going to find the one that speaks to them the best. Um, and that's great. There's more than enough gardeners out there wanting to learn. Uh, exactly. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been a very illuminating conversation and I want to thank both of you uh, for taking the time to do it today. Thank you very much. And thank you, Craig, for having us. Absolutely. Anytime. That's Cheryl Normando and Janet Melrose, authors of the vegetable gardening books, The Prairie Gardeners Go-To for Vegetables and The Prairie Gardeners Go-To for Pests and Diseases. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter to stay in touch. Thank you for joining us. I'm Laurie Williamson with Agriculture for Life. I absolutely love what I do every single day. I think I got bit by the agriculture bug. What we're doing is we're putting out a, a very safe, a very healthy product. Consumer input, I think, now is, is really what drives us.